Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Bing bong, bada ba bing, bing bong. It certainly is. <laughs> you know what that noise means? It means, hey, you've got your new episode of Suggestible lined up, that show that you... No, maybe have some attachment to, but not so much that you listen all to right, it straight away. All right, all right, stop being so rude. What do you mean? You're just creating a whole thing. <laughs> Everyone cre- is happy here. This is a happy place of happy people. Wow, well, I don't maybe feel people like that. who haven't had a lot of sleep, mm-hmm. but happy people. This is a show where we recommend you things to watch and listen to. Yep. My name is Claire, the ray of sunshine. James is here also. We yep. are married. He tends to grumble along on hey, everything. Man, I, I, I do all my grumping on air. You do all your grumping off air, should Yeah, specify. that's true. That's true. As we have previously discussed, I have a rosy persona and inside a black hole. Just filled with darkness. <laughs> no, uh, only a little. Only on Mondays. Don't. Oh, my God. Thanks, Garfield. <laughs> Listen, what would you like to talk about this week? Oh, I'm really excited. I'm very excited. I have so many cool things to talk about. Oh, my God. Which one should I choose? And so many cool things. <laughs> Which one should I talk about first? I don't even know. All right, I will. I'll talk about this one first. Okay. My first one. I don't know if you've heard of a little band called Florence. Florence and the Machon. What are you saying? Florence. Flor, flor, flor. <laughs> I actually can't say it now. I can't oh say her name. Fl- Florence and the Machine. Gotcha. Good. Florence and the Machine. I got there. Florence is a machine. Have you heard of them, James? Yes, I have. Can you name one song? The song that goes, whatever. That sounded like an elephant going to the toilet. Look, I just picture Florence and the Machine, and she's in like a big flowy seventy dress, and she's got a, got a, she's got her bangs, and she's waving her arms on stage. She's waving her arms. Yeah, but like no, this. you don't have any songs. It's got that song that goes, "We built this city." <laughs> We built this city. What about you've got the love? You got the love. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's love. What about the dark days are over? Oh, the dark days are gone. You know the famous Lungs album she did that was nah, bloody sorry, amazing. Don't know it. All right. Anyway, so you do know that they're very famous, though. Sure. Anyway, I'm going to tell you about her because she's just dropped a new album and it is so exciting. And I've gone on a huge deep dive into like her back catalogue of interviews. And you know how much I love an interview with a musician. It's true. Anyway, so just a little history for anyone, well, mainly just for James, because everyone else in the world bloody knows who they are. Florence and the Machine are an English indie rock band that formed in East London in 2007. There was a very much a scene back then. Absolutely. Um, consisting of vocalist Florence Welsh, keyboardist Isabella Summers. Now, she was kind of known as Isabel Machine. Isabella. Oh, that so was that's kind why of, she was the machine. Yeah, that's where the machine came from. Is that, so, the, is that how it started? Because now there are nine members. Yeah, exactly. So it started with the two of them writing and then they have guitarist Rob Ackroyd, harpist Tom Munger and then a collaboration of other musicians and producers and 
Lots and lots of different people. I mean, Florence is obviously the star of the band, clearly. What's really interesting about it is when I went back to have a look at her earlier interviews and then listening to her do an interview that she did with Zan Lowe Mm -hmm. on Apple, again, on Apple Music, you know, my favourite one about the old Babs that he did an interview with Babs. Anyway, she did an interview with Florence and it was equally as good. He's kind of obnoxious and annoying me a little bit because he sort of keeps telling her who she is. But other than him being obnoxious, she's great. Okay. Anyway, but it's just really interesting listening to her talk about how at that time in East London because she was just a raging, I don't know if she would say an alcoholic, but she definitely had a massive drinking problem and drugs and all kinds of things. And she would just run around East London in these like very kind of in sort of very fragile vintage dresses that would fall apart by the end of the night. She had kind of like bar soot and stuff all over her legs and she would be like just wild, just running Mm. rampant through the streets of London in this scene of other musicians as well. And what she talks about in the interview is really interesting that at that time they were all coming up in this band scene and she's probably one of the only bands that's actually gone on to become, you know, global stars. That is true because a lot of those people just kind of not disappeared but, you know, you get a certain... Exactly. And she also talks about how there was a point where she didn't think she would make it past 27 because of her anxiety and her addiction. Mm. Also, she had an eating disorder as well. And so, but she talks about her creativity and her songwriting as this kind of beast that she's, that she feeds constantly and kind of needs the art of performance to keep her going and get her through. And it's, it's become the longest, strongest relationship she has in her whole life right. um, outside of any friendships or romantic relationships. But now she's in her 30s and she started grappling with the idea of whether or not to have kids and how that looks and whether she should be leaning into domesticity. But then also she's a beast of performance and yes. loves performance and kind of she, she'd say how she could be deathly hungover and be have no idea how she could even stand, but then the thought of performing would just bring her to life right, and okay. she would always be able to perform no matter how much she'd had to drink or what she'd taken. And so, Stage health. Yeah, stage and health, I guess right? It's different than that as well though, you know? Yeah it's, yeah. it's also about kind of just the art of where songwriting comes from. I find that really interesting. She kind of talks about it as almost being a totally different person. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Which I find really interesting too. Mm. You know, the idea that she feels like songs just come to her fully formed sometimes. Mm. Anyway, this new album she wrote, she started it four years ago really and then had written a couple of songs in and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And what's so interesting is that kind of what was keeping her mental health going and everything about her was performing. Yeah, right, right, okay. And that was completely stripped away from her. And so it's interesting to hear that kind of turn in the album as well where she goes kind of introspectively into her own psyche, I guess, Mm. and what that does to someone who their whole life is about being on stage and being in front of audiences and that was almost a spiritual, is a spiritual practice for her and not having that and not ever knowing and you kind of forget very quickly how at the point it felt like none of that would ever come back you know, the way that we thought it would, that we were just going to forever be living in this kind of digital half-life and not be God, able to get into real The most depressing places. thing was the, the virtual concerts. 
Oh, or they'd no, have them on like Fortnite, God. and they had other things as well. And it's like, it's chicken, you can watch a virtual show for. So ugh. depressing. Boom. Yes, yeah, so depressing. What, just, what, like, why would you do that? You would just listen to an album, yeah, you know what I mean, exactly. or just watch a performance on YouTube or something. Yeah, it's just so depressing. Yeah, and, you, and I understand. God, I'm glad why, that didn't take off. I know, Terrible. but also I'm just glad that actually we're able to go back and do those things, and that's mm. what she kind of celebrates in this album as well. It's the most introspective of the albums and very articulate. I guess she's writing it so. Sober as well. Yeah. And it's really interesting. She writes about her anxiety. So there's one, a couple of the songs that are my favourites. One is called Free and it's really about her anxiety and Bill Nighy plays her anxiety in the film clip. Ah. And it's a really cool film. It's actually weirdly set in Ukraine as well okay. with Ukrainian artists. Just by like pure happenstance? Yeah, before the yeah. – um, so she dedicates it to the artists of Ukraine. Yeah. Because I think they they filmed it in the December Imagine before if she everything didn't. happened. She was like, this is not for Ukraine. This is for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's just it's a beautiful song and it's just about how dancing and performing frees her from her anxiety yep, momentarily. Gotcha. There's also a really cool song she released ages ago called King, mm. which is one of the first she wrote for the album and that's about it's she watched a lot of horror movies to mm. get in the headspace for this. So recording and writing and producing in the studio, she'd projected all these horror movies onto the walls. And you can hear it in the sound kind of clips that they've got through every song. So it's you can quite hear the spooky. movies in the background. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, I'm being murdered. Ah, it's Jason. <laughs> I'm in the movie Jason X, the one in space. <laughs> Is that a horror movie? Which one? Jason X. Yeah. Yeah. Jason X is the one where they go to space. What? They go to space. It's in the set in the future. They find Jason's body and it gets reanimated and then it gets then it gets super upgraded with nanotechnology. I Claire. hate this. I hate this so much. I'm not to tell you. <laughs> no, there's just a lot of like eerie, creepy sounds okay. that they've obviously sampled. And it it's terrifying. Because it's it the, especially King, the the actual film clip is so cool and weird. And she kind of comes in as a spectre and then murders her husband or partner, basically. Oh, and oh no, then you, were she's telling, sort of, you were showing me this. Yeah, and then yeah, she's yeah. like dancing with all these like dancers who are kind of dressed like medieval witches. It's so cool. Anyway, I just think she's incredibly powerful as a performer and mm-hmm. also as a vocalist and she's just so cool and awesome. And the other song I really love, which I think is a massive dance number, is My Love, which is also really cool. Okay. But part of the theme of it, and I'll stop talking about Florence now, Please. but the other really cool thing is she writes, it's called Dance Fever and the reason it's called Dance Fever is because there was a phenomenon back in I think like the 1600s or something where people just started dancing and couldn't stop. And it spread. What? Uh, yeah, I know. I don't, and I don't know what that was about. Whether that was some kind of, I don't know, disease that like got into their nervous system. I don't know. I but don't it's think a it's story that. about. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a story about people actually, you know, become coming under the spell of this dance fever and not mm-hmm. being able to stop dancing. Anyway, it's such a. It's so it's quite kind of sinister in nature in a way, but mm. kind of amazing at the same time. It's interesting that. Did, they, did she ever address that temporary split with the machine during the Rage Against the Machine period of the band? Was that like a was that like something that maybe <laughs> that is, is it a joke? A, is that a joke that you're trying to? What? What are you talking about? It just answer my question. Are you making a pun? You're making a funny. You're familiar with the band Rage Against? Yes, the I machine. know. Was that a joke? Was this? They do to be the a song that joke? goes, "We built this city. <laughs> we built this city." <laughs> <laughs> She briefly mentions the the Rage Against the Machine split. It's okay, quite good. awkward, actually. I bet. 
I feel sorry for them. Mm. She really throws them under the bus. You know what? I'm sick of Rage Against the Machine since they recently went political. You know what I mean? <laughs> it used to be just about the music. Yeah, I know. Everyone's mm. a sellout, aren't they? No, no, no. But they didn't used to talk about politics and now it's all about politics, Claire. Oh, I see. Yes, it's actually true. Listen to this. There was a dancing plague in 1518, which which hundreds of citizens of Strasbourg, then a free city within the Holy Roman Empire, now called France, danced uncontrollably and apparently unwillingly for days on end. The mania lasted for about two months before ending as mysteriously as it began. Okay. <laughs> and look, there's pictures of them dancing. Look. <laughs> like little goblins. So they didn't sleep? No, apparently not. They just not. danced for two months because you would die. I mean, maybe they took drugs or something that would do I don't know. That. that sounds like absolute bullshit, to be honest. Well, it sounds like bullshit to you because you don't like dancing. But maybe even worse, James, imagine you don't like dancing and then you were just flailing about. I don't like and dancing so And everyone could see so your much. terrible... At dance moves. That's true. But I don't like dancing so much that, that would not affect me. Okay, I my was... Da- my anti-dancing immune system would be, <laughs> would suppress it. Here is and something... I would not Here dance. is a fact about you. You dance like you can't hear the music. Yeah. I dance like I don't <laughs> want to be there, which is true. No, but you dance like when you actually do dance. Yeah. You, like we went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago and <laughs> you were dancing like you, you couldn't hear the music. But I appreciated that you would dance with me. Yeah, well, I even also saw you, you were tired. You didn't even want to dance. You're like, let's just sit down. The music was very loud. It was very loud. I know, but also I was tired. I'm just so tired currently. Well. Anyway, moving along, Dance Fever album, Florence and the Machine. It's very cool. Your turn. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to talk about a show that I actually meant to talk about last year. I put it on, Dance my, fever. I put it on my list, right? Yeah. But then I uh, I left it for so long that season two is currently out. <laughs> it's called Made for Love. It's an adaptation of the uh, Alyssa Nutting novel of the same name. And here's the premise. A woman is on the run after 10 years in a suffocating marriage to a tech billionaire who has implanted a monitor- monitoring device in her brain allowing him to track her, watch her, and know her emotional data as she tries to regain her independence. This is horrible. Yes. So it stars uh, Kristen Malotti, who do you know her? I can't She's remember. the mother in How I Met Your Mother. She ends up oh, being yes, the yes, one. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She's yes. great. Oh, I like terrific. her. She's really good. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, Billy Magnuson as the, as the, like, the tech billionaire Zuckerberg Musk weirdo oh. type guy. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just fending off a dog as I'm explaining this. <laughs> and uh, and Raymond Romano as her father, who you might know from Ray, everybody's, look at everybody's Raymond, whatever it's called. Yes, yes, I know everybody's yeah, yeah. Raymond. So anyway, so what happened in like, the, in the, they had this real, real like whirlwind romance, you know, 10 years prior. And he's like, I'm, I'm a billionaire, I can show you all sorts of crazy things. What he's done, he's built this pod in the middle of like the desert can you hear that plane? Big what is happening in this episode copter. today? I don't know what's going on. That was on. so low. I felt like the plane is going to land on was, our pod studio. It was a helicopter, I think. Gosh, I, what but, is happening? But um, so he basically, they live in this enormous pod that can simulate any environment. So basically you go into a room and the walls are so like, they're so high def that it looks like you're at the beach or you can be like, you know, in the oh, snow or whatever. Oh, your favourite thing. No, I don't like that shit at all. What? Do you like to because live you in. always tell me 3D is like something not 3D like virtual reality is your no, ultimate when am I, aim. I don't like virtual reality. I've talked about no, this. No, you've talked about how you always wanted to. If it was reality. flawless, wasn't this floorless? Floorless, no, <laughs> because it's like a wall. So, like you know, but what's a, the di- well, isn't that what virtual reality is? I'm confused. I want a limitless space, Claire, of virtual reality. What do you mean that's life? I want life, Claire. <laughs> 
Anyway. But, but that you don't have to leave your house. But then you would have to leave your house if you needed a limitless space. I just want to just have a regular life where people leave me alone. I was in a sauna today, right, Claire? I was in a sauna. Why are you in a sauna? Because I, would, I took about some swimming lesson so and you then I do some laps. Sauna. And then I went in the sauna after. And it's every time I go in there, there's like a fucking million old guys in there. That's that, the whole rule of saunas. I know, Claire. Anyway, and they're just like, anyway, when I go to the gym, this is kind of exciting. I like free weights. I, I like, I use cables. I just want to be like, hey, shut up. Just don't say anything. Just like, can we all just sit in silence? Just fucking shut up. <laughs> but I can't do that because it's communal space, Claire. You know what I mean? They're what allowed are you to talk. That's my there, problem. Though? Yeah, just shut up. What do you? Are you? Th- it's, it's even worse when they try and talk to you. It's even oh. worse, Claire. I cannot think of anything worse than sitting with half naked. Well, it was naked. technically a steam room, if I guess. Gross. Yeah. And everyone, and all, it's all men just like sweating it. Tell it to up. Joe Rogan and his giant nipples. He loves a steam. <laughs> Talk right into Joe Rogan's giant nipples. I would if I yeah. could. I'd say, shut up. Shut up, Joe Rogan. Wow. Why are your nipples so big? And also, why you have so many terrible people on your podcast? <laughs> Why well, does everyone listen to you? I don't understand. I think he's a free thinker, and I think everybody who goes on is great. So we are. Uh... Whoa. <laughs> there you go. They're... Wow, he's really. Jesus! <laughs> They're like two little fingers right. pointing out of his little chest. That's all right. Look, I the I want it to be known <laughs> that the reason I don't like Joe Rogan has nothing to do with his finger nipples and much more to do with the fact that he has some <sighs> terrible views that he spreads and misinformation. Or is it actually about the finger nipples? It's the nipples. I think everything he says is cool and true. Anyways, Mason. God. I mean, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is getting into a weird territory. Uh, the thing about the show is it's very funny and, like, you know, you know, a bit like Black Mirror-esque. Also, she's done a Black Mirror episode, actually, I believe. I think she? I'm pretty sure I don't she know. Yeah. I can't watch uh, that show. It makes my heart hurt. While it's coming back, they just announced another season. God, In 2020, so Charlie Brooke is like, I don't want to do Black Mirror. I'm so sad. And now he's like, pandemic's over, baby. Black Mirror's coming back. <laughs> Wasn't it because it was too close to real life? Yeah, it was just like everything's so sad all the time. Uh, it's also like, you know, it's upsetting in, in parts, but it's not like – Upsetting, like God, no, this is it's so depressing. Very upsetting. It's more like quirky, and like, and the leads are great. Like everybody's really cool in it. And, like, I have to get you to and... watch the episodes and then tell me which ones I can handle. Oh, which one? You... Well, apparently there's going to be more than last season, which was three, and they're going to be even longer. Claire, cool. So there you go. No, it's very good writing. It's just it can sometimes make me feel yeah, so and, depressed. like it's hit and miss, like anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Well, it's more just that sometimes it's so dark and twisted and awful and cl- and very close to the truth of things. Yeah. That oh, it she's just in that hurts. awesome like Star Trek episode of Black Mirror. She's in a really good one, Kristen Melody. I'm like, oh, I you she was were in right. One. Couldn't remember which one she was in. Yeah, cool, good stuff. Anyway, it's on Stan in Australia. It's on a different thing in a different country. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> what am I Google? Look it up. Some people are like, oh, my podcast app isn't working. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know what phone you've got. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Don't talk to me in a spa or sauna. Leave me alone. Joe Rogan, do something about your nipples. Leave him alone. <laughs> let him have his big pointed nipples. God. Let him let, let him have his Madonna-esque pointed nipples, Claire. So weird. What I don't understand is why is he the guy? Because he's an everyday bro. It's like bro. a self-appointed leader of the bros. He's an Why is bro. he the bro? Bro Jogan. He's just like having a good time of it. I just don't get it. He's I just mean, like, I'm just like you. For as long as I live, I will not understand men, particularly straight men. I just I just will never understand you. Maze in like, particular. No, just all of you. Because I as love As a bro whole Jogan. collective. No. He just... tells the truth. Sometimes someone comes on and the guy's like, I think this. And he's like, that's true. And then someone else comes on with a different opinion. He goes, that's true. 
It's almost as if he's just an information. Like just a bendable reed. <laughs> yes. It's a bit like that. Who knows? Anyways. Bending in the wind like his little nipples you should bending watch around. Made for Love. I think it's really good. And uh, you know what? It's always good to see Ray Romano as well. I, I like Ray Romano. I like it when he shows up because I'm like, you don't have to do this. You've got like $100 million. I know. Which means if he's doing it, it means he either likes it or it's a good thing or yeah, whatever. Yeah, totally. I mean, he's great in Ice Age. He is good so in Ice funny Age. In that. Underrated so series. Big fan of Ice Age movies. Yeah. Just quietly, just pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty good movies. Me, and they always make me cry. I don't love two. Giggle. I don't love two. I like the one when they visit the dinosaurs. Yeah, I like the cool. one where they it's pirates or whatever for some reason. <laughs> it's just very strange. It's a very strange series of movies. <laughs> Started off returning a baby, and then. I don't know. The comet's going to hit the earth and they're then pirates the, or then something. Then the mammoths get married or something. Yeah, and then there was, because like, originally there wasn't really any mammoths because they're extinct and now there's lots of mammoths. But what we do know about Ice Age is, though, they're all going to die because the Ice Age is going to end. Cool. I yeah. Mean, excellent. Anyways, what's the God, last thing you're going to recommend? You're fucking depressing as a human being, aren't you? Just saying, mate. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, the last thing I'm going to recommend, it's so good. My friend Shana recommended this Does to anyone me. want a dog, by the way? Does anyone want this dog? <laughs> She's just barking at <laughs> Ollie. Oh, God, we're going insane. Yep. Anyway, my friend Shana recommended this show, which has ha- been going for ages, it's like four seasons. So mm. everyone's been watching it for a long time. I don't know where I've been with it. Anyway, it's called Call My Agent. Oh, yes. It's a French one. There's actually also an English version, but... I'm really enjoying this French one. In French, it's called 10%. Dear percent. No, that's the worst accent in the wow. world. I can't. What did you just say then? I was trying to say um, 10% in French. That's what it's called. Anyway, okay. so um, it premiered on France to, in, on the 14th of October in 2015. And the series depicts talent agents at the fictional agency Ask, that's Agence Samuel Kerr, who was kind of the owner of the agency and then in the very first episode he dies. <gasps> and so then from there the agents oh, no. kind of, they're kind of partners in the business and they're kind of constantly trying to keep it afloat and it's about that and then their relationships with each other and also with their actors who are their clients. And what's really cool is they're often played by real French celebrities playing themselves. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like my favourite show and then movie, Entourage. Yes. it's. <laughs> I love the show Entourage, Claire. I'm a big fan. I think it's the Do best you? show ever made. It's just right. bros. Excellent. That's my favourite thing, just bros. Okay, stop yelling about the bros. And I'm wrestling this dog. dog. <laughs> ah, <laughs> she's trying to bite me. This is the dog wrestling episode. Okay, so it was created by Fanny Herrero mm. and it's starring Camille Cotton, Thibaut de Montalbert. Oh, gosh, I'm really <laughs> I'm really butchering the French uh. names today. Gregory Montel, Liliane Rovere, 
Fanny Sydney and Laurie Callan. Just say it's got a bunch of frogs Calamine. in it, mate. Just anyway, that's what you need to say. Anyway, there's lots of French actors. It's wonderful. It's really, really great. It's super funny. It's it's quite poignant in lots poignant. of places too. And it's also just a really fun look at the behind the scenes of like the Cannes Film Festival and the kind of relationships between actors and their agents and you get to see lots of behind the scenes of different films, which I think you would actually really appreciate. Not French films. I don't care what they're up to. All right. But, no, it's more just about, I don't know, because they also deal with, like, actors and directors and writers as well, and that's kind of really interesting too. I don't know. I'm just really enjoying it. The chemistry between the cast is really good. And what I also really love about it is the stakes are always really low yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's, like, wealthy actors and wealthy agency so there's never anything like super violent. Sometimes the episodes are really weird or very surprising and actors have like very, you know, like very funny or odd or twisted mm. ways about them or, you know, the agency's always trying to keep afloat. But in the end, if the agency fell over, oh, well, it's just like very wealthy French people, yeah. you know, looking for another job. But I just love that. It's just what I need at the moment and it's super funny and interesting and it also says a lot of stuff about creativity and what it means to be an artist and how to kind of deal with people who are creatives and how insane they kind of are but mm-hmm. in a great way and I don't know there's it's very sexy too there's a lot of like Ooh. sexy things that happen in affairs and oh, wow. you know Lots of smoking a cigarette. I didn't know you could do that on Drinking a whiskey and all the things. Yeah, I know. Do you think I'd enjoy French entourage? I actually Frontourage. really do think you'd enjoy it a lot. Yeah. It's, I mean, the only problem with it is obviously subtitles. God. And you like to do other things while you're watching. And I actually, this is the sign of the thing, right? Like I really am enjoying it because I'm forced to put my phone away. Yeah, gotcha. Because you can't watch it unless you, you know, I'll paying full attention. Dub on, mate. Let's put the English dub on, mate. Oh, so terrible. Life. No, and also what I love about it, which is what I'm looking for at the moment in shows, is escapism to somewhere cool. Yeah. And the way they depict France, it's just great, you know. Well, I'm going to recommend a show, Claire. Okay. It's called Entourage. <laughs> it's about Vinny the, Chase, mate. It's about the best actor in the world, Vinny Chase. Right, he's the best actor in the I, world. To be he's fair, I enjoyed the first couple of seasons of Entourage. Yeah, I think there is a, there's definitely an entertainment quality to Entourage. Correct. If you can get past the fact that it's actually a fucking terrible show. <laughs> <laughs> Who's his mate who's always like, oh, he's just trying to do things and no, Billy, Billy. You know you're, what I'm talking about? His yeah, best talk, mate? Yeah, that's everybody in the show. That's no, who who's about. the one? He's you're talking like, about his, 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 cousin, oh, half his cousin cousin or dra- brother drama. Oh, Johnny yes, drama. drama. That's right. Oh, my God. I kind of feel And then there's Turtle and then there's E and then there's Ari. That's and then right. there's Gosh. all the someone... women they churn through and then it's yeah, I really at the end of that. every episode going, you did it, Vinny. You're the best actor in the world and we're billionaires. <laughs> That's the end of every episode. <laughs> That's basically it. All right. Cool. Awesome. Entourage. Well, what's your second thing? My second thing is a show called The Wilds, Claire. The series revolves around a group of teenage girls who are left stranded on a deserted island after a plane crash. But unaware, lo and behold, who knew that it's actually they are? You're not going to believe this. Here we go. Brace on. yourself. Get to the point. This is actually a social experiment. <gasps> the, air, what? the crash, you find out very early on, was in fact a staged crash. And they are being monitored closely for perhaps. Nefarious purposes. Claire. Are your both of your recommendations week about women being monitored? Yes. Are you trying to tell me something? That's right, Claire. 
Uh, so it stars Sophia, Ali, Shannon Berry, Jenna Claus, Mia Healy, uh, among others, and, of course, uh, the great Rachel Griffiths, Australia's Ooh, own. I like Rachel Griffiths. So if you enjoy the show Lost, but they tell you what the mystery is straight up, if you enjoy the Lord of the Flies yes. and maybe even Lord of the Fries. Or Yellow Jackets. Yeah. It sounds a bit like Yellow, yellow jackets, jackets as well. Less, less spooky than Yellow Jackets though. Mm. That's got a kind of a supernatural kind of bend to it. Uh, so the, the premise of like why they're on the island, like they explain it, like why the whole experiment is happening. I'm like, I get it. But like I don't think that there'd be any outcome. And I won't like spoil it here specifically while they're there. But it's a little like this wouldn't. Like when this got out, like it wouldn't, people would be like, oh, that's awful. Like whatever experiment you're running would be invalidated by the fact that people would be like, yeah, you can't do that. Like that's, <laughs> that's illegal. You should go to jail for all the things you did. But uh, look, the writing, the cast, the island situations that they're put in, that's ultimately really the strengths of the show, right? And you, there's also like your your perspective and uh you, you on on each character shifts because you know you get a bit of flashbacks and you know they they flesh out more of the characters about who you like and don't like there's an episode that just Ben Folds is there for some reason. Ben Folds is in an episode. I'm like, oh, I like just, Ben Folds. What's yeah, ben I like Folds Ben Folds a lot. He kind of sometimes pops up around the He certainly around does, the Claire. Um, the second season uh, focuses on another set of survivors who are teenage boys, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like those characters are, are, are less compelling than the girls. But, uh, but the second season also, like, focuses on both of them more, but they just kind of there's another group of survivors as well. But it's, uh, it's very compelling and I, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I just finished the second season and apparently there is going to be a third season What's it called coming again? up. It's called The Wilds. The Wilds. Oh, on, I've seen this being advertised. It's on the uh, little service called Amazon Prime. Amazon Primos. Yes. Primos Okay. Excellent. All right, I'm going to check that out. I wanted to also mention one extra cheeky little recommendation. So just... I thought we agreed that we should, we weren't allowed to do that anymore. What? No, I never agreed to nothing. <laughs> I like how you're wrestling a dog. <laughs> come you're on, Andalee. Zibby, come over here. Zibby, go see James. I have to tell energy. them something. We took her for the longest walk, the proper bush walk today. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I wanted to talk briefly about my friend Bianca, who is a painter. I shared some of her stuff on Instagram. They're just the most beautiful paintings. Agreed. She's also a printmaker and she was in a previous life formally trained as a milliner <laughs> at Kensington and Chelsea College in London, finishing with high distinction. So she's also a gardener and a lot of other things. She's this super creative, wonderful person. But I'm just loving the work that she's currently doing at the moment. So it's all very much themed around botanicals yeah. and her art work, you can kind of see she's got beautiful imagery around fruit and plant life and, you know, just very simple kitchen things as well. But they're just such gorgeous prints and she's super clever. So I totally recommend going to see her work over on Instagram. That's Bianca Harron, H-A-R-R-I-N, Contemporary Painter and Printmaker. Would you say, Claire, uh, that if you wanted to see such wonderful pictures, which I know you do and have and, and I have, that would be below? Collings would put that in the show notes? Yes, he would. Absolutely. Yes. And Could you just, buy a picture if you were so inclined? You absolutely can. So she's got mm. her art work up there for sale as well, which would they would make lovely gifts, I think, too. Ah. Um, and they're really beautiful. She gives you um, an idea of what they look like on the wall with the f- images as oh, well. Oh, cool. So, That's great. And I'm always about supporting local artists too. You know that about me. Not me. No? But you know what I am about? What I'm are about you supporting about? podcasts. And you can do that by listening to a dog bark in the background. It is while so I annoying. tell you that you can review this show just in app. This is, uh, this is from 
Emin Silva, who says, lovely pair, lovely podcast. Just love listening to these two. That's a five-star review, just in-app. You can do it just like that and it's done. It's incredible. Can you believe it? Oh, amazing. I can't believe it. I know. So clever. That's so sweet. I love it. Well, if you want to, you can also email the show at (laughs) stressfulpod at gmail.com, just like Jonathan Snyder has. What a legend. Hi, Claire and James. Love the pod. Made my way here through Big Sandwich. That's our subscription service. If anyone doesn't know and you would like to sign up, we would absolutely love you to. It helps us out. For the cost of a big sandwich, $9 US a month. That's right. Anyway, thanks for all the content. I recently started listening to Taunts and I love it. (gasps) The conversation that you are having over there. Oh, I really appreciate this email. I know it sounds like a little bit self-indulgent. It does sound like you wrote this email, yes. What was (laughs) this person's name again? Uh, uh, Jonathan Snyder. Yeah, that's made up. (laughs) No. That's a made up Anyway. The conversations that you are having over there are very important and I have a feeling they will reach people and change some lives. Mate, wow, so nice. Thank you. Why doesn't anybody ever compliment me like that? <laughs> people are just like, you have dumb opinions and you're an idiot. And that might be oh. true. That might be true. It's probably because you've got a bigger audience, James. When the audience is big, people are mean. Boy, that's true. Anyway, that's as I've said before, we have the best listeners in the world. Anyway, I have a suggestion for you, says Jonathan. It's a podcast called The One You Feed. <gasps> oh, otherwise known as James... What? You I, don't just, feed I made dinner me, tonight. How dare you? Yeah, I know, I know. You talk to you tell people that people are going to be thinking that I don't cook no meals. No, he cooks many meals. I kick one. I the- cook. I kick one meal. <laughs> right. We really lost it tonight. This podcast has got derailed. Anyway, the title is based on a parable that James is always making fun of on his other less successful podcast. The topics that they cover remind me of taunts, and I definitely think it's worth a listen. Keep up the good work, Claire. You're going to change the world. Oh. Thanks, Jonathan. Damn. That's very uh, And what did he say goals. about me? What did he say about me? Um, not much, mate. Oh. Sorry. Oh, well. What do you do? What I do you, you do? I guess you move forward. You do. Uh, if you got, send you, you got any regular, you can do a shoot a Gmail. To, what is this? Just the just report at gmail.com. Thank you as always to Royal Collings for editing this week's episode. Good luck, my friend. There is many a dog causing havoc. I'm so sorry. I agree. Long suffering, that man. I agree. He does a great job, though. As always. Also, thank you to Maisie, who is currently doing at Suggestible Pod uh, Instagram and also Taunts as well. She's great. Wow. Yeah. Wish I had an Instagram. You do. I wish I had an Instagram. I wish you have an Instagram, the first video of which is just a dog with a bone. Is it? Yes. It's podcast dogs sniffing around a bloody bone. (laughs) You don't understand Instagram, or do you? Maybe I understand it too well. I think so. Anyway. That's it. That's oh, us you know this a, week. Oh, you're going to love this, Claire. Did you know this? No. It's the 20th anniversary of Star Wars Attack of the Clones. <sighs> do you want to watch the entire thing now and you can do a reaction? God, give me strength <laughs> to accept the things I cannot change <laughs> about my fucking family because now there's another version of you that is just, and all you do is talk about it and you showed our son. You just watched The Empire Strikes Back. And it like blew, and it blew his, his mind. tiny mind, which is super cute. He but knew also, the twist, but he didn't know that Luke Skywalker lost a hand and he was like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and he I had to be standing like, up, I had to be like, he? he gets a robot. It's a very violent thing to witness, head. actually. It's a very violent thing to watch. Yeah, it's yeah, only yeah. six. That's it's a good movie, a though. I've seen that movie like a hundred times. I'm watching. I'm like, this is a fucking good movie. <laughs> this is what the funniest thing to me because you're sitting at the kitchen table and you said that and you're like, it really holds up, man. It's a good movie, man. And in my head, I'm like, 
No shit, mate. You've been talking to me about Star Wars for fucking however long we've been together. You love I mean, it. You I mean, love recently, it. I've been watching like the prequels and I'm like, they're just not the same. No. Like, at all. I know a lot of people are like, those prequels are actually good. Sure. Okay, <laughs> let's is get it, out of here. I have to ask you this question though. Is it comforting to know that even though the world is ending, Star Wars is still just as good? Some of, I mean, like Star Wars is like you know, anything. Like some what of it's good. What was it good, like to bad. watch it through our son's eyes? It was interesting because you pick up on things that like that they pick up on. You know what I mean? There's a moment, and I can't. I you know what happens, but there's a bit where like Darth Vader like nearly like beheads Luke Skywalker. Oh he's like walking up a corridor and he's kind of ready, and then he just like steps out and just like nearly takes his head off. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, that's so intense. For and a when the bit where he's like, where he's like. Asking him to join, and our son's like, "Don't do it! <laughs> Don't do it!" Because he hasn't seen Return of the Jedi yet, so he doesn't yeah. actually know. He thinks that like it could go that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Was, and he's like, "You just can't." And then he said to me, "It is so cool because there's so much learning in it, right?" And he was like, "You have to really believe in yourself." Yeah, you can lift the X-wing. So out, you man. can lift the X-wing. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely a learning for life. And he's like, "No, it's just about Luke." Yeah. What are you, an idiot? It's, it's, <laughs> it's in the movie. Don't no, try no, and teach me anything, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, cool. It was really sweet, actually. I shouldn't make fun of it. It yeah. was great. Anyways, I'm never going to show him the next one. That's where Star Wars ends. Han Solo frozen. Luke Skywalker loses a hand. And uh, Darth Vader. Is that, is that the best of the movies? It probably is, but I uh, I really like The Last Jedi, which you like as well. Yeah, but that's I like do. that's I not, love that. Uh, yeah. And there's, I would say most, not most, but there's a very large vocal <laughs> piece of the fandom which hate that movie, but I actually think it's terrific. I think it's really good. I really enjoyed yeah. it too. But then, you know, I'm not wedded to it. Mm. Well, I am wedded to it. You are. Technically, yeah, you definitely are. All right, that's it. That's the Intergestible Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.